Welcome to your number one source for technological innovations, ideas, and strategies for your business. Multiply your business's equations and put the odds in your favor. Now, live from Club ITHQ with your hosts, Ben and Sam, this is Tech Factor. All right, welcome everyone. I'm Ben. And I'm Sam. And this is... The, the Tech, Tech Factor. Factor. Here we go. Welcome to episode 17 of The Tech Factor. We have had a little bit of a hiatus. We are back. The Tech Factor is a podcast about driving business productivity and innovation utilizing technology. Today's episode is all about business IT support costs. So let's get into it. All right. So uh, we're going to be talking about basically I guess IT support costs in general. So we're going to talk about what the business models are, how they basically work, you know, why the industry does certain models the way they do, and and really what are the benefits both from the client side and also from uh, the managed services provider side as well. So, or the IT provider is in a more generic sense. So uh, let's start off with the um, what is the typical price model, and and this it comes down to essentially three models, and and uh, I guess we'll we'll start off with the well, actually, you know, I'm going to start in reverse. I'm going to start off with the pretty much the redundant model these days, which is the ad hoc model, otherwise known as as break fix. What what this basically means is that uh, you have an IT issue, similar to maybe how you've got an issue with I don't know, you you like a plumbing, like maybe you've got a sink or something like that. You ring up someone, they come in and they they fix it. They send you an invoice and and you leave it at, at that. So something breaks, you ring up someone and they get around to fixing it, and then you leave. Um, in a transaction, basically. Uh, that model has effectively gone the way of the dodo. There are still some uh, businesses, or not, well, there are still some sort of, you know, I guess what do you call it, like mum and pop uh, IT companies that may offer that in some form, uh, but it isn't really the way to approach IT these days given the complexities around it and given some of the uh, requirements that, that most, uh, you know, pretty much any business that we look after certainly requires where you require a little bit more of a hands-on approach and you also require a certain level of IT infrastructure to be maintained at all times. The ad hoc approach, uh, the problem, the biggest problem with it is that it relies on the uh, the client to know exactly what's wrong and to be able to accurately report that to the, uh, to the IT provider. The thing of it is that there could be no noticeable signs of anything going wrong uh, until it's too late and so often... The typical issue with ad hoc is that uh, what inevitably happens is you get a call or something's not working and you find out the whole server's crashed and it's you know gone to hell and it hasn't had backups for the last six months because no one's come in because there's been no issues. No one's reported anything. No one's been able to identify anything. And inevitably you end up with uh, situations that are a lot worse than what they should be and a lot more stressful for both the client and for the uh, for the provider. So... It's something that we try to avoid. The other thing we've talked about as well, we talked about this previously on on our one of our managed IT um, episodes, uh, but we've also talked about the situation where the goals are misaligned as well. So with a break-fix situation or ad hoc, someone comes in, someone fixes it, they don't really have an interest in making sure that there's a permanent long-term fix to it and they're not going to spend any longer than they have to or conversely, the client may not want them to spend any longer than they have to to fix the issue because they're on the clock. So the problem with that is, again, it... It means you're getting quick fixes every time. Uh, you're not getting long-term solutions, and that really 
is the crux of it. And it's why most, uh, certainly all business, uh, dedicated business IT uh, support providers or we know what you're so-called managed IT providers, they just they don't offer that model anymore just because it doesn't really work for most businesses and, and most clients and frankly doesn't doesn't work for the um, provider as well. So it really doesn't match up with any long-term objectives or goals of uh, either the client or, or the uh, provider. So it just doesn't really make sense these days. Anything else you got there, Sam, that I haven't covered on that? Yeah, pretty much just avoid ad hoc. You know, it, it, it might seem, as a, especially a small business, it might seem attractive at the time, but uh, you may not notice some of the things that uh, could potentially be going wrong in the background. Um, and it's definitely uh, not your best option uh, in terms of cost or efficiency. Yeah, and often the because, you know, you're only coming on something really you know, seriously breaks, you, you're going to have a lot more downtime as well. And when the downtime you're going to have is going to be more serious. So if you're, ser- if you're a business that needs to keep your things, you need to keep your IT operational uh, at all times or needs to minimize that downtime because it can cost you physical dollars if, if a certain server or a certain point of sale system or a certain thing isn't op- operating for hours or days at a time, then you really need to have a, a more managed approach to things. Um, so... Really, so that's one of the pricing models that, that's used. Well, it's, it's really no longer used in the business world. So in, in terms of business IT, managed IT, and um, you know the managed service model, it just doesn't get used anymore. So the other pricing models, are, and I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go this basically in order of evolution. So I'm going to go back to the top again. So um, IT support costs based on a per user or per device model. Now, the, the logic behind this is that basically it, you require a certain amount of resource to manage an individual user or an individual device. So, but look, both options are perfectly fine. And if you look at uh, all the models, well, all the different services that you can acquire these days in technology, most of them will, like certainly Microsoft will do per device licensing or per client licensing. You know, I, I can think of hundreds of examples where they've both have per, per user and per device. There's debates for either one. I'm not going to get into the rationale and the reasons behind all that. Uh, certainly there's, you know, there's a bigger trend towards per user, um, broadly speaking, because it means you can then um, integrate things like uh, Microsoft 365 or also known as Office 365 as part of your per user license. Uh, and you can have all these things as, as just as one single per user cost. And so that can work out uh, reasonably well. But look, in terms of physical cost, per user per device works out much of much as uh, in terms of the actual overall cost. And that sometimes it's easier to... In terms of the um, the debate around it, like you know, if you're trying to price something for a client, it's probably easier to do it on a per device basis rather than a per user basis because people go, well, that person's you know part of our staff, but they don't, they're not a user. We go, well, they're using Office three six five. Well, they are. Okay, well, they are actually a user. Trying to work out what's in and what's out sometimes that can be a little bit problematic. So I I personally prefer the per device method because. Most of the time, the device the number of devices in an organization doesn't change as significantly as the, the individual staff turnover and who's in and who's out or who's actively a user or, or what. So it it, create, it reduces the simplicity, but the overall principle is the same. It's basically that if you've got a device or if you've got a staff member using it, it requires a certain number of, of hours basically uh, on a monthly basis or on a yearly basis to maintain that resource and to make sure it's operating at its most productive level at all times. And so we allocate a cost to that. And then there's a there's a physical labor cost to that. So there is a re- human resource cost to that. And there's also the tools that go with it. So it may be things like um, your antivirus solution, 
It'll be things like the um, we use internal solutions to manage physical networks and devices, so they might manage the security updates and the ability to remote in and keep an eye on the systems and automatically remediate issues. We have systems that do all that. So there's there's a bunch of tools that we use that essentially that our own, uh, I guess our own vendors charge us money for that we then on charge as part of that per user or per device cost. And then we also have the human resource element as well. And then obviously there's some kind of margin in it um, to obviously make money and, and not go broke. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and that, that margin will vary. Look, so, look some uh, providers will target a like, you know, 70% markup, which is um, pretty substantial uh, that we don't have that in our business model, but um, there are some that will target at least adding another 70% onto the price. So as a margin... But anyway, look, the, the, I guess the, the thing of it is, so that particular model is probably, it's the most popular model probably currently, uh, and it does make the most sense. What we've generally moved towards in our own business, uh, even though we still offer that as, as the starting point, we generally will do an assessment of our clients' needs and we'll go, okay, based on what you require and based on what we need to do, this is what the, this, this, the single price is going to be. We don't generally do the individual price so much anymore because we feel like it doesn't always um, it doesn't always fit each individual client each individual client may have some slightly unique needs where maybe they need a certain thing uh, more than others or maybe something's more of a priority or something's less of a priority so generally we try and come up with um, all-in-one pricing which we'll get into a minute but before I get into that do you have any other thoughts on IT support cost per user or, or device? Yeah, and I think you'll find, as Ben will probably go into more shortly, is that um, <clears throat> there's sort of a middle of the road between a cost per device and user and an all-in-one pricing where you can find, and we often do it, where we'll, we'll more incorporate an all-in-one pricing to cover the business in terms of the IT costs. Um, but you still might have, say, a remote management software that is used on a per device. So then we on charge those sorts of pricings as a per device cost. So it's sort of a, correct me if I'm wrong here, Ben, but it's sort of a, a balance between the two. So, yeah, so I, I guess one of the, so it, it's it's interesting, right? Because you want to keep things as simple as possible. So what what, what I ideally so our philosophical approach is we try to include everything all in into one price just to make it so this is all your basics here because because one of the things that I can tell you a lot of a lot of providers will do so a lot of business IT support providers or managed service providers or managed IT providers whatever you want to call them what they will often do is they will go ahead and basically say um, this is what you get for this month so you might get X amount of block hours so they'll give you so you'll get say five hours worth of support, you'll get your all your tools, your antivirus, all your bits and pieces, your backup systems, that stuff that you need to run your business, you get X amount of support. And then if it's a project, you'll cost X amount more. We just try to bundle it all into one thing just to keep it as simple as possible for our clients because, you know, you don't want to be going through line by line and going, oh, well, um, why is that an extra charge? Or, well, why'd we go over that many hours this month or, or whatever? From, from my point of view and generally, look, and every um, company has a different philosophical view on this, but from my philosophical viewpoint, I feel like an all-in-one price where you say, this is, the, this is it, um, you get all the stuff that you need and that's you just pay that monthly price is a far simpler approach than going through and saying, well, if you want your backups, it's extra, extra amount per month. If you want um, your antivirus, it's this extra amount per month. Now, 
in saying that, with the only one pricing, we're going to have to still do some per user stuff, like the Office 365 or Microsoft 365. Um, we'll still have to do that. And maybe there might be a situation where for individual projects, there'll be a separate charge. And that's to probably to be expected in some scenarios. But if you can try and keep it all as one simple pricing, it's predictable pricing then for the for the client. Um, there'll be wins and losses on both sides and depending on the month and depending on how busy things may get. But it keeps things nice and simple and it keeps the relationship straightforward. So my preferred approach these days is rather than have different packages or different add-ons, is just a simple just go, This is you pay this and you'll get all the stuff that you need. And I, I think that's the simplest way to explain a, a pricing model for a prospective client. So we try to figure out what really they need. We'll, we'll use the per user or per device and we'll look at the, the tools and all the things that we use as part of that calculation, but we'll just keep it nice and simple and go all in one pricing, this is the, the way you do it. Now, as I said, there are some variations of that as you've highlighted, Sam. So one variation would be that you have your one pricing and then you might have yeah. add-ons for your tools or add-ons for your whatever. But, I mean, from my perspective – you want to maintain a certain level of quality, and, and I can't like I wouldn't I would never offer a service, for example, um, to a client without RMM, because we don't want to have say oh well we're offering you um, all your unlimited IT support, but then we're not going to keep an eye on we're not going to monitor your systems and have monitoring tools that will automatically apply your Windows security updates and those things because that's just not going to it's not going to meet a, a it's not well it's not secure for one it's not a very um, it's not a very uh, genuine offer because you're not really offering a solution to them. You're offering, you know, half a solution, something which does most of the stuff they need to do, but doesn't really cover the basics. I feel like whatever model you do and however you price it, it's got to cover the basics as a bare minimum. And um, I don't know if you want to add anything more. To that yeah, I was about to say the the very basics of what an RMM system does in terms of monitoring and triggering alerts and doing backups and cleanings and updates and all that kind of stuff. That is what I would definitely call bare minimum. And you really, there's no reason why it wouldn't be included in any kind of yeah. proactive type of approach. So, so sometimes people will uh, make antivirus or backups additional or, again, Office 365 for, for obvious reasons or Microsoft 365 for obvious reasons because that's a per-user, per-device cost. Yeah. Um, backup solutions, depending on the level of complexity, can also be quite expensive. So depending on the type of backup solution you've got in place, they may charge additional for that. And then uh, antivirus as well, depending on the antivirus solution. Mm-hmm. Again, not all antiviruses are created equal and so... Uh, they can be very expensive depending on the type of solution you utilize and also firewall solutions as well. Now, firewall, you know, we have a solution called Security Plus, which is our cybersecurity solution where we have a more advanced firewall solution and a more advanced, uh, you know, effectively, you know, I won't call it antivirus, but um, it's the uh, the full, and I'm, I have a brain fart here, the proper term for EDR proper EDR solution uh, and some other bits and pieces as well. So, so some more advanced stuff around um, cybersecurity. So some of that is is generally we, we do have a special cybersecurity um, package just for that, which is something separate, which I think, uh, again, it, because it's a specialized industry, cybersecurity is generally something we offer as something separate because, again, it's not something everyone offers. But beyond that, the, the model is we try and move towards all-in-one and also you know support costs per user per device are still used as a, as a, as a starting point, but uh, yeah, and then summing up again, ad hoc, just anyone who uh, really 
um, as half a brain doesn't utilize it anymore. And that's not just a, from a um, provider point of view, but it's from a client point of view as well, because it does not work for clients either. Particularly, you know, one of the biggest complaints that you'll see from uh, from any client uh, who's got issues and looking to change from their provider, it, it's really about the level of service. Uh, you know, they say, well, look, you know, they don't turn up or they, they only turn up every couple of you know, weeks. Or they, or, you know, they're just, they're not responsive. And, you know, we feel like we're not getting the level of service that we need. Mm-hmm. And you submit a ticket and you get an automatic back saying, oh, we'll reply within two to three business days. You know, in, a, in most businesses, that's just simply not okay. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, right? So, you know, that's why uh, a service level is, is so important. A guaranteed level of service is so important. And that's why we utilize the, the business support mo- models that we utilize. So, Again, going the support cost per device per user or all-in-one pricing. And again, this is touching on why. So let's get into why we do what we do. And that's the wrong button. So let me just do – I know ABC Radio did that occasionally. Let's press that one. And that's the right button. Okay, so why do we do the pricing that we do? So again, so let's talk about – in talking about business support costs and the and – the, Reason why, basically, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just no longer talk about ad hoc because we've effectively ruled out the break fix approach. But uh, why? Well, the reason why you would do it from a business perspective is, uh, well, predictability and cost scalability uh, is is really critical. It means that, like, as your business grows, you can just uh, basically increase the amount of IT resource that you require, which is great. You know exactly what you're going to be, um, what's what's going to cost you per month, so you can budget for these things, you can plan for this stuff. And then uh, why we do it on an industry point of view, it also allows us to plan as well. So if we know that uh, we've got an X amount of uh, income or X amount of revenue from a particular client each month, it allows us to dedicate and allocate X amount of resources for that client each month. So conversely, it, it goes both ways. And that and that's really important because if, if you want to try to guarantee a level of service and a level of availability for a client, you need to be able to guarantee a level of resource to allocate to that and in order to do that, you obviously need to say, right, well, if they, we know we're going to um, put aside this much of a budget or IT budget for a business or this much um, revenue per month, then we can go, okay, that's what we can allocate in terms of resources to manage that effectively. And, you know, as long as we've done the work up front with the pricing model and we've had appropriate pricing, then they're going to get exactly the level of service that requires because we've priced it into the model. So that's... That's really how that works, and it, it really it aligns the goals of the client and the, and the business. So the client and the um, the main services provider, because it means that everyone's on the same page, everyone's working towards the exact same thing. You're getting the guaranteed level of service and the guaranteed level um, of of quality, and making sure that things are maintained and active and and actively working. Uh, and also the goals are aligned. They're not they're not around quick fixes because, to be frank, a, a quick fix will cost. A managed provider or a, a business IT provider far more than it will if they just fix it properly the first time or if they spend a bit of time and get it right because if they do that and they get it right it means they don't have to keep going backwards and forwards and because you're paying a fixed monthly cost uh you know the more that that provider has to go backwards and forwards the more it's going to cost them so they they have the interest in making sure you get long-term fixes so their their goals are aligned with your goals and that's really important um I think that's probably the key reasons of, of why you would do it and, and why the industry does it. I'm not sure if you've got anything else to add there, Sam. But Yeah, I suppose it just comes down to like why do we do it? It's sort of like why do we do anything? You know, you, you, you want to do it to be 
you're in business to make money in a sense and you know you you just want things to work when they need to work and especially with how much IT is so important to the running of nearly every business on the planet at this point you know you you really can't afford to be doing that break fix approach anymore so the industry has moved away from that and 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 it does allow for a lot more um, stable scheduling and you know the amount of resources involved and uh, as a business I would know exactly when my IT um, providers going to be here generally you'll know their SLA how long is it going to be if I've got an urgent issue you know how long it's going to be um, with ad hoc approach you might have something that's put your business in the ground you cannot function at all but if your ad hoc IT provider is on another job you've just got to sit on your hands and wait um, so yeah that, that's that's probably what I've got for that Ben. Yeah, so again, it's a it's a better approach overall, and, and that's why uh, you know again it, it works for both the client and for the provider, which is you know it's a win win. Uh, and as you said, like we just rely on IT so much these days. It literally, you know, and the thing is, like if, if you're I, we have a very simple calculation the way we do we work it out. We say, look, you know, if your systems are down for say three or four hours or five hours, let's say, you know, and, and you've got you know, five staff sitting around twiddling their fingers that can't work, they then have to do that work, catch it up later on. Well, it's very easy to figure out those staff wages, multiply that by the amount of downtime and and go, well, this is how much time it's going to cost us to get back to where we were to get that information back in the system and do all that work. You know, it adds up to thousands of dollars like very, very, very quickly. Uh, and you talk about potential lost sales and those things. Like to say just, you know, having this approach is just such a better way of doing it uh, from – Again, from both the client perspective and the business perspective, and then also the provider that provides those services. So, it's a it's a far better way of doing things. And uh, and yeah, I mean, look, it it is it is the the modern uh, approach in terms of the, uh, the pricing model. So we'll get on to the last section, which we've already touched on, but let's uh, hit it. What are the benefits? Well. There you go. I didn't even realize the, uh, that sound effect went that, on that long. I was about to say, that, That's that, pretty cool. That went on for quite a while. <laughs> what are the benefits? Uh, so we've talked about it. We've already touched on it really. Uh, but scalable guaranteed resources allocated to your organization. Uh, you know, as your business grows, uh, you, your, your IT needs grow. Uh, and the fact that you can just basically essentially allocate additional resources as part of the, the uh, monthly agreement makes it so much easier. Uh, and uh, it keeps your business operational. And then we talked about SLAs and the focus on continuous improvement. Like really, you know, and certainly what the way we approach it uh, is that we become part of the organization and we have a strategic approach to IT rather than just a, a, a break-fix approach. It becomes about continuous improvement and it becomes about trying to minimize that downtime and, and minimize any issues. So it's not just about fixing today's issues. It's really about, you know, fixing the organization as a whole. And we've got hundreds of examples where we've made significant changes to organizations and turned them around. Not just, you know, it, it starts with IT, but it's not, it doesn't finish with IT. Like, I, I, like, like, like I, IT, so from a technology point of view, it, it's, you know, it, sure, I mean, you know, we, we deal with technology issues, but we deal with people issues as well. And, and a lot of, um, again, the continuous improvement stuff is, is, it's the whole approach, the whole the whole business approach. Yeah, there's actually something I wouldn't mind just putting in there. Sorry, Ben. There's, um, there's something I've just thought of in my head was there's, there's one of those things where where Ben was just saying that we work with 
clients and work with businesses and integrate ourselves or and IT providers integrate themselves into those businesses. And speaking from an, a club IT point of view, we might see that a server might be having some kind of outage or something's gone offline. And rather than just seeing it as like, you know, oh, yeah, a computer's not turned on or, you know, whatever, it'll, we'll check it out. You know, straight away, we know what that effect that has on that business and, you know, it, it, we know that if a certain client server goes down, that's whole, housing their POS server and it's happening on a Friday afternoon, we know what that means for the client. So, we have a vested interest to get that up and running as soon as possible. It, yeah, it's a really good point. I mean, because if you just, again, if you're just having an ad hoc approach, you, I mean, there's, there's, there's no, um, you there's don't care. There's no, you, don't, you don't maintain the internal knowledge as much. Like we... We have uh, internal knowledge-based systems which manage our, our obviously our knowledge, our processes, our you know credentials, and all these bits and pieces. All of, we have a substantial amount of documentation that we build up over time with our clients. Whereas if you're doing ad hoc stuff, you don't need to do that. You don't have there's no there is literally no benefit in documentation if you're doing an ad hoc approach. So the um, support model, the business IT support models that that we utilize, enable us to build up. Uh, client IT knowledge over time. So that that builds up documentation and credential management and all these bits and pieces so that when a client has an issue, we may know more about that issue than, than they will. We may know more about the state of that particular device than they will because we'll have all that information documented and we'll have we might have checklists or we might have you know knowledge based articles or something about that particular situation that'll give us that advice or give us that a um, little bit extra edge uh, into, into approaching that particular issue. So, uh, you know, really building up the client knowledge is is really a big part of uh, doing that particular, um, you know, business support model. So, you know, you support cost per user or um, all-in-one pricing, which is all effectively managed IT. So the managed IT approach effectively gives you that ability. And, yeah, it's all about productivity and about saving money in the long term. Some months you might go, oh, geez. Everything's running perfectly. What are we paying IT for? And then other months you go, shit, thanks God we have IT because uh, everything's gone terribly bad this month. Ideally, you should have less of the – you should – look, the, you should have literally a lot of months where it looks like everything's running perfectly and you don't need IT. The more months you have of those, the more IT's probably doing their job because um, the whole point of the managed approach is to mitigate against those, those big outages and those big issues in the first place. So that, that's really one of the key benefits. Um and then, you know, again, it's, it's about having a partner that's similarly aligned with your goals and objectives, which we've, we have already touched on. And, uh, you know, it's just everyone's on the same page. Everyone wants to do the same thing. Everyone wants to minimize downtime because it saves everyone money. You know, everyone wants to uh, grow the business because if if your business grows, then so does the um, IT revenue grow as well over time. So we all we want your business to grow. We don't want you to be having constantly the same problems over and over again. Uh, it, just everyone's goals align uh, with these particular um, business support cost models. So, uh, and then the um, the IT spend again, as I've touched on, is consistent with the size of the operation. So, because it's generally even even the all-in-one pricing is still based around the amount of resource that the organisation requires. So, it's all based around the size of the organisation. And uh, the larger organisation, if it's a small organisation, it won't cost you as much. Larger organisation, as the organisation grows and uh, inevitably uh, makes more money and becomes bigger, your IT resource can grow with that. And uh, you can benefit from that approach. So um, they're the key points that I've got listed here. Anything else I haven't touched on? Anything you think no, I think you've nailed it right down to the last little bit there, Ben. I think it's 
it's sort of come down to the point where the benefits solely outweigh the, the the any kind of benefit you might get from ad hoc it might say ad hoc might save you a very small amount of money in a very short time but you just don't get that level of service that you do like there's something personal i've had where i've visited a client and a staff member from that client did not even realize i wasn't employed by them that I was a contractor. So it is um, it, it is very true that you, if you get these all-in-one pricing or IT support through those kind of channels that you will have someone who um, integrates themselves very, very well into your business and aligns with your goals. Yeah, so, that, so that's, um, that's all about uh, business IT support costs and, uh, and the IT model, pricing models and why industry does it and what are some of the benefits. Alrighty, so that sums it up for today. Uh, yeah, I'm Ben. And I'm Sam. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.